everybody. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to the lesson this week. So I want to get into tritone substitutes. And somehow we've gotten up to like the 150-something video, and I've sort of talked around tritone substitutes, never talked about tritone substitutes. This is something that's important, and it certainly strikes fear into the heart of every novice jazz musician. They've heard about tritone subs, and what do we do with them, and what are they, and even when we're an intermediate player and we understand it intellectually, how do we get it to come out so it doesn't sound terrible? And yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it wrong, like so many things. So let's uh, find out how to do this stuff right. And by the way, I want to thank those of you that signed up for the online Digging Deeper workshops. We're doing our eighth workshop. We're doing series of four. So we've, we're in our second series and we're doing the last one, the fourth one. Uh, this week. And so we have people from all around the world tuning into these things and, you know, digging even deeper into this material. So it's very cool. I'll let you know about the next series when that comes up. You may be interested. Okay, so tritone substitutes. So um, why? Why do we care about a tritone substitute, even before we know what it is? Why do we care? Um, it's a framework to give us interesting notes in our comping on piano or guitar, or if we're an arranger, um, so it gives us interesting notes harmonically or melodically. So when we're playing a solo, if you're a singer, if you're a piccolo player, if you're a bass player, in your solo, in your bass line, you can change things up. So this gives us a framework for understanding how to get some really interesting sounds into our playing. So let's look at the sheet. I'm going to turn to the piano here. And what I want to do is play for you this 2-5-1 progression, item number one. So that's the most standard jazz progression there is. And um, what we're going to do is be talking about the five chord, the dominant chord today. That's our context for uh, tritone substitutes. Two, five, one progression. So there it is. That's the standard progression. And now here's the thing. Here's what I want you to know about why a five, one. Who, who said five, one? And so what it is, is what you see in the second half of example one. The B and the F, how they resolve. This is what makes a 5-1 a 5-1. The third and the seventh of that five chord. That is it. That is all European, Western-based functional harmony in a nutshell. That's what it is. How that tritone, the F and the B, how they resolve out. Okay, cool. So now here's what a tritone sub is. What we're saying is we're looking for a substitute for that G chord. What is a good substitute for that G chord? Well, turns out a chord a tritone away. A tritone means three full tones. The interval of three full tones is called an augmented fourth or a flat fifth. So what is three full tones from a G? G to A, A to B, B to C sharp. So G and C sharp, or call it D flat. Or G to D flat is an augmented fourth. You get it. So that's where the term tritone comes from. So what we're saying is when you see a G7 chord, you can play a D flat chord instead. So I'm saying a G7 chord and a D flat 7 chord are great substitutes. I'm going to say they're synonymous with each other. That's nuts. <laughs> How can that be? Uh, the key of G and the key of D flat, think about their key signatures, one sharp and five flats. 
they're very, very different. How can they possibly be synonymous? How could they possibly, yeesh, right? Well, here's how. Look at item number two. What you see there is it's the same resolution as item number one. The seventh of the G chord, that F, is the third of the D flat chord. Huh, interesting. The third of the G7, the B natural, is the flat seven of the D flat. So it turns out that we get this sound. That was a G7 to C. And check this out. That was a D flat seven to C. It's the exact same functional notes. The third and the seventh are the seventh and the third. Okay, so now let me play them with the bass notes so you can hear what's going on. Here's G7 to C. And here is the D flat seven to C. Pretty cool, right? It turns out that the functional, the important notes of the G7, the F and the B, the third and the seventh, are the same important notes of a D flat. The, the same two pitches, they just serve as, you know, the opposite, third and seventh. So, wow, that's amazing. So, he, let me play for you the 2-5-1 progression from the first example. Then I'm going to play for you the progression with the flat uh, 2 chord, the tritone substitute with the D flat. Here's the two of them back to back. Pretty slick, right? So there's a lot of implications here. Now, for a bass player, we, we had D, G, C. So I'm saying we can play D, D flat. See. So for a bass player, whenever you have a 2-5-1 in this instance, that's our example, there's a lot of other places you can use this, you can now play a different bass note, a bass note, a tritone away from what's written. It will sound fantastic. By the way, this is not a jazz innovation. This goes back hundreds of years. This was called the Neapolitan sixth chord way, way, way back when. Um, so yeah, not a jazz innovation, but jazz players love it. So now, here's where it gets interesting. If you're playing piano and you see D, G, C, and the chord changes, you can play D, D flat, C. You can change your comping and it's gonna add some cool color. So you just sort of heard the version that I played there. So it's really, really interesting. And I'm going kind of quickly here. This is, this is something people spend years working on. I mean, this, this is a whole semester class. Um, studying jazz, right? So, I mean, this this would is a good reason for you to come into Jazzwire and have some coaching on this thing and work on this over the course of months. By the way, if you want to come into Jazzwire, we're doing free tours. So, if you go to the address down here, the Schedulista address, sign up. It's nothing you need to do. Just pick a time, uh, put your name in, and uh, a free guided tour, like a screen share thing. You can really see what we're doing at Jazzwire. This would be the kind of thing you'll get some fantastic help with, along with a million other things. Okay, so now uh, what I want to get onto is how we can use this in a melodic way. 
And that gets very interesting. I've also got a cool Johnny Griffin lick here for you, one of my very favorite uh, tenor players. Uh, before we do that, I've been mentioning Maryland Summer Jazz. We have all these fantastic uh, special guests coming to our virtual, our online workshop. So I know people all around the world are seeing these videos. I really appreciate you watching them. Um, all I know is every, everybody's life has been somewhat canceled, right, due to the COVID virus. I was supposed to be in Europe for a one-month tour this summer. That's not happening. I was supposed to be going to a friend's wedding this summer. That's not happening. I was supposed to be uh, presenting at six different universities uh, in this spring and the coming fall. That's all gone. So all these fun things I had to look forward to are not there. So I'm trying to create fun moments to just sort of look forward to, right? Well, for you folks, Maryland Summer Jazz, there, there couldn't be anything better. So if it fits your timing, if it fits your resources, you couldn't possibly have something cooler to look forward to in July. Something to work forward into, something to, you know, get your practicing working towards. So definitely check out Maryland Summer Jazz. We have all these great guests, Peter Erskine and Jeff Coffin and John Patitucci and Matt Wilson, a bunch of them. So uh, yeah, get in touch with me. Let me know if you want to know more about that. Okay, so let's look here at the third item on the sheet. And so what you see is a 2-5-1 progression. The chords say D, G, C. But what I'm going to do is play a melody that uses the tritone sub. So I'm thinking D, D flat, C. Check it out. So there it was sort of slowly, so you could hear how everything goes. So in that second measure, in that G7 measure, I was thinking D flat seven. So of course, I got some flat fives and some flat nines. I got some interesting other notes in there. And it was the structure of the notes, how I was thinking of them in the context of that D flat chord that made them sound good, that made them work. It's a really, really great way to go. Let me do this. I'm gonna improvise a little bit on that two, five, one progression. And um, so I'm just going to do some different tritone sub sort of stuff in there. Right, so every time that G7 came by, I was thinking D flat seven. I didn't think G at all. And here's the thing, I wasn't thinking a particular scale. I know a lot of us went to the place of what scale should it be? What scale do I use for a tritone sub? I don't want you to go there. What I did, I think almost without exception, in each of those measures that went by, I played a D flat triad, literally three notes. That was the vast majority of what I did. Every once in a while, I added the flat seven, the D flat seven that you see in example three. So what I'm saying is the strongest sound is the simple triad. 
So check out example number four. Here's a fantastic 2-5 lick for you uh, from a Johnny Griffin solo. I think it might be, it's, it's with Thelonious Monk, I think it might be live at the five spot or something like that uh, over the song Evidence. Check this out. Right, so do you see what I'm talking about over that G7 chord, that straight up D flat triad and how strong it is. My accompaniment was not playing anything having to do with D flat. It was playing the G. I want the rub. I don't really want the piano player to join me on that. They can, and that changes the music behind me too. But one of the reasons we do a tritone substitute is to be against what's going on. When we are against, we're creating tension. Tension is the reason we're doing this, right? We're looking for tension, which we have to have in all art. So this is a framework for creating, for playing some notes that might be a little questionable and having them be fantastic and having them really make sense. So I hope this gets you sort of understanding. I bet it's going to fill in a lot of holes for a lot of people. We've got some knowledge about tritone subs, but don't know how to proceed. We're playing them, but don't know why they're not working. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the goal here with Digging Deeper is let's plug up some of these holes and get you, get you moving uh, quicker. So again, really hope that you'll take advantage of Maryland Summer Jazz. I think we have just a handful, 19 spots left. And of course, thousands of you see these videos. So I would love for you to think about what you have coming up in the next couple months. What could be a really fun focus for you? And I promise it's going to be a fantastic time. Over 20 faculty members to work with you. All right, enjoy the Tritone Substitutes, and I will see you next time.